0: Hey guys, hello, um, welcome back to a very very special episode of AV Club, um, we have an incredible guest with us today, Stevenson would you like to introduce yourself?
1: Yeah of course, uh, my name is Stevenson Arden Soje, and I play Simba in the UK and Ireland tour of Disney's The Lion King.
0: Woo, you <laughs> know right? I We've love been that. saying something special, something's coming, Yeah, we told you guys, I know y'all did not believe us. <laughs> But here we are, we literally have,
2: um, like, The Lion King means so much to, like, Shirley and I, like, and myself more specifically. Like, I was saving seeing it um, live for, like, years and years and years. I was like, I'll catch it when it comes to the Playhouse, I'll catch it, I'll catch it. But, like, the time was, like, never right. Like, finally, I managed to get it um, in uh, sort of early June, just there. And oh my god. Yeah. I yeah. cried. <laughs> it doesn't take a lot to make me cry, but I was filled with like joy, like laughter. I don't know, just the whole show just makes you feel like you're ten again and you're watching it, like you're watching The Lion King for the first time. Like even the sad really? bits, you're like, oh, I forgot, but like
0: I also did it, like you know what I mean? It's that the goosebumps feel- for me. Oh yeah. <laughs> it's oh, the goosebumps. Like literally the first number, you're just there and like all the hair is on your like the back of your neck stand <laughs> up and you're like, it's happening.
2: <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Um so actually speaking of Lion King, what was your journey to getting there? How did you become Simba? Like what was your motivation getting into musical theater?
1: Um yeah, I've had a bit of a weird journey to musical theater, I suppose. I've been like my I've, I've always liked kind of performing and I like sort of singing. I sang in bands when I was younger and I sang like in choirs and things like that, but I never saw myself as being a performer. And I guess I come from like the Midlands. So we'd have like a touring production come through once in a blue moon, but like we never really had constant access to theater. Uh, my mum was a single parent, so she was never like taking me to go and see shows all the time. And so um, it was kind of this interesting thing where I went to uni, I did English and was just kind of performing on the side. Um, and then after that I moved to London and was kind of doing stuff in the back, behind the scenes of TV and film. So I was working in, um, in like TV production um, and singing in a choir for fun at the same time. And then someone in the choir posted something in a our, in our WhatsApp group saying that Hamilton was having open auditions. Um, so I actually opened mm-hmm. audition for Hamilton um and they sent me to drama school so i did a year at drama school and then went into the show in the west end um but it was kind of like zero to 100 with that um and then after that i was like in that show but not a lead i was covering so i was in the ensemble and i was covering hamilton and covering john lawrence um but then i after that kind of it gave me the the standpoint in the industry Uh, so i auditioned for lion king i did not get it um and uh so i had to go away and work on my it's uh, fine
2: we got there in the end it's
1: true it's true yeah the story (laughs) has a happy ending but um i didn't get it at first it's very heavy dance which is something that i had very little experience with um and you can't fake it you have to you have to do that um big respect to dancers because (laughs) (laughs)
0: um
1: so i went away i worked on that and then it luckily it's the kind of show that doesn't really you know it just stays it's been here for 20 something years now so it's not going anywhere and um the opportunity came around again I've been working on the dance and and my vocals and my acting and it all sort of showed and so the stars aligned and uh yeah I jumped in um so it was and that was such a big step up as well from kind of being the ensemble and getting to go on for leads every now and again to kind of being a lead every single night it's like yeah it's a big a big shift
0: it really I
2: is <laughs> but I mean like you said there like you used to um work sort of in film and tv and stuff and like did you ever you know before you heard about you know had the Hamilton um, um auditions did you ever sort of think like this is the direction that you were gonna go or then, um, was it completely like a chance thing
1: it was kind of a whim yeah even when they someone posted it in this in this whatsapp group and even then I was kind of like Oh yeah, that's a good show. Like, but you know, you just don't think, I think <laughs> for so many of us, I don't know if you guys have this, I guess maybe it's like, I don't know. It's it's the impossibility of when you see something that's like a fully polished product, yeah. you know, when you go and watch, watch a film or you oh, go yeah. and see a show and you look at the people on stage and you go like, they're doing this thing, which is just completely, it looks so otherworldly, you know, and like the gulf of distance between mm-hmm. you and your seat and, and them on stage feels so massive. Right. And so Actually, working behind the scenes in TV and film kind of gave me a little bit of a clue into that. Um, when I, I before I moved to London, I was working in Manchester, and I I did an internship on Coronation Street, um, which was kind of crazy. Yeah, that's um, so cool. <laughs> okay. Okay. Um, and, and something something <laughs> any really,
2: storylines like, you might recognise.
1: <laughs> uh, it was a it was a few years ago now. It's this like it was um it was a, it was a long time ago, and it was it was a really Corey. interesting because I don't really watch <laughs> Curry, and I got the I got the interview, oh, so wow. I watched. I went on to ITV Player. I was like, "Oh my god, I need to know everything." I watched a month of Coronation Street in <laughs> four days, and I was literally like, "Oh, that's oh so god. much, so much information!" Um, Again, it's a lot. <laughs> yeah.
0: That is actually a lot. The
1: first question they asked in the interview, they were like, "So, um, what's your favourite storyline of the past month or so?" And I was like, "Oh, thank God, yeah, I can do that. That I can do. No problem." Oh, <laughs> Good. Um, but Imagine no, well, if they well, asked
2: you to describe like the um, the Christmas last scene from
0: 2007.
1: <laughs> <I just laughs> been like, Guys, it's been real. Thank you. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> Bye. <laughs>
0: um,
1: but no, working working true. in Coronation Street, they the building where you where they all the writers and the creatives work is opposite the street, like as in the actual street itself. So, and we shared a, like we shared a canteen space. So at lunchtime you would go in and they'd be filming like scenes that we'd written eight months ago they'd be filming them now like it all goes through like this process and you're constantly generating content but you you'd meet in the canteen you'd see the actors on their downtime you know and like and they'd just be sitting there and be chatting you could like go and sit next to them and chat to them and and suddenly you start to for the first time i got this kind of almost a peek behind the curtain where you're like oh you're not always on 24 seven you know you're, you're a person yeah. who's worked mm-hmm. really hard and who's talented and who who's chosen the right sort of parts and had a lot of luck but like you are just a person you're not this mm-hmm. kind of like superhuman thing um and so that started to kind of break yeah. it down for me and then when i moved to london the tv company i was working for was idris elba's production company um so i met
2: well idris which was great
1: um, so I, 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 worked for them for like, I worked for them for like six months, uh, six months, like 18 months, actually I, I did an internship and then they kept me on and, um, meeting him, it was like, again, it's this kind of thing where he's just this kind of Titan and then you meet him and he's also this guy, like, you know, um, amazing guy, but yeah. a guy nonetheless, you know, and it's like, you kind of go, okay, that yeah. is, it's manageable.
0: <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah, absolutely. Because you know what? Actually, Charlie and I had this chat um, after the show where we were just admiring yeah. the dancers mm-hmm. that um, were doing like the grass scenes. Yeah. Oh my!
0: So when did you, when did you say see this? And people year? look at me like I was so weird.
1: Um, um, I
2: think it was the press night. Press night. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, cool. Yeah, okay, because
1: obviously, yeah, yeah, we were supposed to have this chat. Yeah. Before, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah um, amazing. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, no like, but honestly, it was the grass. The oh grass is amazing And, and, and so you're, really, you're it has, so right yeah. You can't explain Data. it To
1: anyone else Like you're like Oh when the grass Walks <laughs> on And people are like What? What, you, what do you mean by that?
0: <laughs> people are literally like Are you okay? Like the entire show And that's what you're Going to talk about and like, no, But you have to understand No 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 It's, yeah. it's just You've been mesmerized Literally
1: <laughs> It's, it's beautiful. Like, I, I uh, think that's the thing for me that one of the biggest differences between the show and the film is like the tribal music, you know, the, the like traditional South Africans, like yeah. languages and the chants. And mm-hmm. like the lioness chant for me is like, is, is just up there. Like it's so, it's just, it's just incredible performers with these beautiful puppets and this beautiful kind of like iconic sound. Yeah. And there's no gimmickry. There's nothing going on stage. that's kind of like draws your eye. It's just literally like Look at this! Isn't it amazing? And you're just sitting there. And you're like, yeah, it's it's amazing. <laughs> like it's just like excellence. So. <laughs> it
0: is.
2: I
1: have no, I to admit, though,
2: um, our lovely Shirley McPherson is from uh, Lesotho, and I was leaning heavily on her to translate. <laughs> okay. Leaning heavily. I was
0: like what? <laughs> what point oh so The now. scenes where like Rafiki would come on, Susan, mm-hmm. and be like translate. Like, it's... <laughs> I can't
2: translate in real
0: time. Like, translate. Yeah. I'm like okay.
2: <laughs> no honestly like the, the sound is phenomenal from the lion king and to this day is like one of my favorite favorite um films and now my favorite like show hey, there yeah, you go literally I've like moved on to that um okay so who inspired you sort of growing up i know as you say that you know that you didn't necessarily see yourself in um this profession but like actually once you kind of started getting into it was there anybody that you were thinking about like yeah that's the that's the goal or like you know that's where I kind of want to be um Um, in terms of
1: like career yeah yeah um that's a great question um and definitely one I should have a a stronger answer for guys you know um I think I think what's really (laughs) what's kind of tricky though when we were growing up I don't know about if you guys feel the same way but like I think options were very limited you know like in terms of Mm. people who look like us Who were pursuing a career path like that? Who had visibility in the arts? Who had visibility in media? And like the landscape is changing now, right? Like it is, it is shifting. There is, there's more and more kind of like breadth and depth of performers. But Mm -hmm. at the time, I don't know. It was like if you're, you know, if you're like a mixed race boy in England, it's like. People are like, oh, you're a bit like Will Smith. Like that's kind of like your option. Like right, <laughs> it's like, that's about no, yeah. it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
0: Um,
1: you know, who great guy. You know, well done. Oh, uh, present present things excluded. You know, he has a very good career. Um, mm-hmm. But um, <laughs> but you know, there's there's. I think there wasn't there wasn't that kind of visibility of people who you would necessarily be like, oh, that person is like me and has done this this and this. You know, there are a few kind of big celebs these massive people but again kind of make almost makes it feel less achievable in a lot of ways that there's you know a handful of kind of stars yeah. that you could kind of go oh yeah there's that kind of person um more recently for me i suppose someone who is a big um someone whose career i really admire because of the breadth of what he's done is uh, donald glover uh childish gambino um you know who's hey. like kind of because mm-hmm. he's a rapper and a singer and an actor, a producer, a writer, you know, and I think there's, there's something so impressive about maintaining a sense of ownership and control over your image, your output and everything that you create. And, and like Mm -hmm. everything he does seems to be so authentic and yet like part of this wider construct at the same time. And I think like, it's amazing. It's like, you know, it's like a life of performance art, um, which I think is like, yeah, very admirable. Literally.
2: Reminds me a little bit of Issa Rae and mm. the sort of
1: what yeah she's Yeah, 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 absolutely. Yeah. Um,
2: as well, like, starting all the way from her YouTube days with um, Awkward Black Girl. I remember I watched it back in the day. <laughs> and then, like, it's just been so nice to see, like, her... Rise mm-hmm. and like you said like that ownership and like you know her as a brand, like you yeah. know her as a person. Like exactly. She's just like so in touch and connected with all that stuff. And I also kind of feel like it kind of maybe allows you to be yourself a little bit more authentically. True. Um and stuff like that. Like you if you're in control of what you're putting out, nobody can tell you anything. But um mm-hmm. Yeah, I guess I could probably move on to um the show, um, and I guess the role as well. Um, so how do you connect with the roles on a personal level? And this sounds like one of those questions that I'm sure you've gotten a bajillion times, yes. a bajillion times but genuinely, <laughs> right? How do you
0: become a lion, right? <laughs>
2: <laughs> like,
0: <laughs> where is the where's this where are the steps for you to then be like, yes. Right. Okay. Yes. Where are the what Yeah.
1: So I suppose one of the benefits of being in a show that's run for like, as long as Lion King has, and you know, they've got so many productions all over the world, they, you know, they've had, there's been a lot of Simbas, right? There's been a lot of Nala's. They, They know how to, they know how to make a lion. And sometimes you kind of have to trust the process because when I first started, Again, you I, I went to see the show. I like when I got the job they sent me to see the show in the West End and I watched it and I had the exact same reaction that you guys had. Like before the last time I'd seen it, I was ten. Mm-hmm. I was like the age of like young Simba. And and I like sat in the seats and there was like all these young kids around me, you know? Like, and I was like, I looked around and I was kind of like, oh God, like they're the age I was when I last saw it. Like I'm like, I'm here now. Sim- the adult Simba's on stage, that's gonna be me soon. Literally like I just burst into tears. Like the opening, the opening number, I was like, is this is so much, like there's so much going on. Like, and it was yeah. so, it was so like, yeah. it was such a like, you know, just a, an emotional kind of roller coaster. But then also you're watching it and you're going, oh God, he really, he really has, he moves like a lion. He does this, he does that. And like, and you know, again, you're kind of like, how do I, how do I get there? Um so on the very first day of rehearsals, I had a session with um, Naquanda, who plays our Nala, um, and our the director, the resident director of town, a guy called Michael. Um, and Naquanda is unbelievable. She's she's so incredible, and she's played the role. She's played. She's played. She's been in the show for six years. And she's played it in Brazil, in Portuguese. She's done it in Shanghai, in Mandarin. And she's also done it in Germany, in German. So so this is her seventh year in the production and her first year doing it in English. And obviously she's also South African. So like it's not even her, English isn't even her first language or her second language. Like she she is like just, she can just spin it out and she can give you like Shadowland in Mandarin if you want to hear it. Like it's, you know, it's... Unreal, But what that meant was that she was so in touch with the physicality um, and the show has this like Mm -hmm. this has a very specific physicality. It has this um, Julie Taymor, who's the original director, she created the physical attributes from Balinese and Javanese dance. So like from sort of like Indonesia and that kind of area, like she she went and she looked and they have this very kind of like fluid, it's 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 kind of a bit like patting your tummy and like rubbing your head like your your arm will go up and your leg will go down you know and it's it's this very kind of like be like water kind of movement which gives you that kind of you know when you see a big cat kind of slinking and it's got that like the shoulders really move and so but Naquanda had been doing this for for half a decade right so we got into the rehearsal room and immediately Michael's like, okay, so we're going to put the scene on its feet, we're going to look at the argument scene between you and Nala, and and she just went into this kind of like pounce, and I was like, whoa, 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 whoa. what's, what's, like, what is this? And he's like, oh, just, just kind of like, just feel it, just like, you know, you'll be fine. And I was like, oh, you know, I don't really know yeah. what it is. We had a class later on down the line that would kind of teach you it. And Michael is like a a guy in his like mid forties, white guy, and he's wearing like jeans and a and a button up, and then he immediately was like, oh, it's not that hard, it's just like this, and he did the exact, and I was like, everyone except for me can do this everyone, like it was yeah. so stressful <laughs> and then later on he reveals he's like yeah well I did I did classical ballet for 15 years and I'm like yeah of course like that that makes sense but you know
2: yeah if- <laughs> that helped with it being like fluid and stuff that would help Exactly. was
1: it was really like being thrown in the deep end but you kind of so you have that moment you have kind of like you learn the Javanese movement which really helps and you you have the the head you know the big Simba head which really Gets you to that place. It gets you to a place that's kind of like the moment you put it on. It, it physically it weighs quite a lot, right? And so you're you kind of you sink, and then you have to kind of bring your you have to bring your chest up. If to bring your shoulders back, you have to kind of lengthen your spine, and and you start to feel like like a king. You know, it gives you that. It's like you're wearing a crown. It's, yeah. it's something that you have to keep balance, and and then you start to move, and mm-hmm. you kind of exaggerate the movement with your your head almost becomes the neck of the of the mask. Um, and so you can kind of start to move and as you move, it's this kind of almost traditional theater style, right? Like the show, the show borrows a lot from lots of different traditional theater styles from all over the world. And like Japanese mask theater is one of the things that it borrows really heavily from. So this kind of exaggerated physicality where, you know, people at the very back of the auditorium, they can't necessarily see the detail of the face. But when you're, you know, if you really look out into the, into like the sky, they get this. Larger than life version of what you're putting out there, and it kind of yeah, it's I, I think it's really beautiful. And then you know, every now and again, when the scenes kind of become a bit more televisual and come a bit closer, then people can kind of key in on your face, and you get what's called they call it a double event because you get the mask and you also get the face. Um, yeah. which is and and Julie, I didn't director. know which
2: one to look at, I'll be really honest. I enjoyed both of them <laughs> because there's a lot going on up top, and I was also like, how, uh, like. You know what I mean? It like, goes a lot. And then the Zazu, and I'm like, oh, literally. Both. <laughs> I'm like looking at
0: both. Yeah. like going on. I think the scene and where, where like... the two Zazus are arguing, I was like, <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's, he's, I mean, Matt, who that plays was, Zazu, okay. he is. His puppet skills are like mind-boggling. The way he like he makes the bird breathe. Like he has this little, this slight little movement, and you're looking, you're like, yeah, that's a living bird. You know, that is like an actual living yeah. being on his arm. It's incredible. Yeah, that's I would very
2: forget. True. I would completely forget to move the bird. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. <When> he, <laughs> God, he said God.
1: when he first started rehearsing, there was a lot of like he'd be blinking the eyes when he was trying to talk, and then he'd be opening the mouth when he was trying to blink. You know, like there's like he it did take a while for him to get yeah. Sort mm. of specificity.
2: Yeah,
0: I
1: can just imagine.
2: Again, one of those typical wonderful questions, but you still want to know what's your favourite song to perform and if you could put in any song across the franchise, any, that isn't already in the show, which one would it be?
1: As in from another Disney show?
2: No, from um, Across the Liking, but from a from across <laughs> Disney. We can do across Disney we can if can have that Disney. one already. Okay, I have, an
1: I have an answer for that, yeah. Um, so... Okay. My, I mean, Simba has, Simba only has a few songs um, and they're all kind of like high impact. They're great. Okay. I love, I love Endless Night because it's like, I think something that I love about that song is like, when you come and see a Disney show, I think a lot of the time people think it's like, you know, very light and fluffy and like a Disney prince is this very like shiny, like Ken doll of a character, right? That kind of is like the heroic, they don't really have any like negative impact. But then Simba is like... He's real whiny, like he's you know, like he spends a lot of time, like not, <laughs> like you know, in, and like Angst. you know, I, I do it, so yeah, exactly. He's a bit of an emo, you know. He's very, um, but I kind of love that. I love the, vibe yeah. of I love kind of like, yeah. and it's like I'm so lucky because the young Simbers build up a lot of goodwill for me in the first act. You know, they're really cute, they're really charismatic, they're running around, yeah. and I come oh, in and perfect. I'm
2: just, oh my god,
1: <laughs> yeah, it's it's great, like, I and mean, also it means so I get chilled for the first act, which is nice. Um, but then yeah, when I come on, it's basically just it's just me arguing with people, me shirking my responsibilities, me being like, I don't want to do it, I can't do it, you know. And so um, and I think it's really it's a really interesting acting challenge to to try and bring people to your to your side, you know, and try and be like, look, I've had a real tough yeah. time, but like what I'm saying is is legit, like, and I need you guys to kind of be on the side with me. So I love doing that. Um, but then also there's nothing that beats um the reprise of He Lives in You when you know when all of the ensemble are in their dashikis behind me and they're like there's this it's this full kind of like triumphant chorus, Rafiki's like riffing over the top of it. I'm giving it like top, you know, top top high tenor singing. Like it, you just you do that and you feel like so incredibly powerful. Yeah. Um and in terms that of song, yeah. yeah. Um and a song that I would maybe bring in. It's a, it's a song that I think when I when I now I've like been singing it for a while, singing this show for a while is um, Go the Distance from Hercules, which I basically think is like the same song as Endless Night. Um, But I absolutely love that song. And I feel like it's just like, it's just an iconic Disney song, isn't it? Like I'd love to, you couldn't really do both Endless Night and Go the Distance, but maybe just alternate them. I do a different one each night.
2: I'm surprised there's not a a Disney Lion King Hercules like show. now I'm thinking about it. That's that's great.
0: That's got the all the elements that you need. Yeah. to imagine being one of the muses in that.
1: One. So they're doing the muses. They're God. doing. Have you seen Guy Ritchie, who directed Aladdin, is is just been confirmed as a director for the live action Hercules remake. So that should no, be coming. I've no, i have not seeing. No way. Be coming and not too distant. <laughs> okay. Which and then everybody's been fan casting the muses online. They're like, okay, yeah. So it's going to be like Beyonce, It's going to be Lizard. It's going to be this. It's going to be that. Like, yeah. There's. there's oh, it's, yeah. It's going to be epic.
0: Yeah. Dare uh, I say, I kind of don't want it to be Beyonce. Christina. I love Beyonce, like, <laughs> every time, every time Beyonce is inside, it turns into just Beyonce. I, I but, don't even want to be mean about it. It, does, oh, it, it does. does. It does. It's, it's just like, true. hi, it's it Beyonce. Acting yeah. to Beyonce. Yeah. Yeah, I think, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know I, I needed you to know be that like Real Housewife? Like
1: where they're like Where, where it's like Beyonce yeah. <laughs> It's that isn't it Every time you see her
2: <laughs> something. Yeah Yeah It's literally like Oh <laughs> Yeah good for you sis But you know Yeah Yeah Yeah, yeah, yeah. Give it to someone Jennifer Hudson Come on I mean, Jennifer Hudson yeah.
0: it She would does have to be, not get enough credit in life
2: It has got to be it. her I need like a Christina Aguilera, like I know, I know, but like Christina Aguilera. I no, know, I know her what? voice. What? No, I know. I'm like. I have, to, I have to put a disclaimer because. <laughs> yeah, because I think like the muses are. I think they're mainly black. Ooh, can't remember. I are, no. So my controversial yeah. take of Christina Aguilera, like, just hear me out, okay? Her voice is also something special and something different true, that I true. think can definitely add to an ensemble. Yeah. No, right. <laughs> Listen, no, i right. I will neither you're confirm right.
1: nor deny. I allow you to have that opinion.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I like yeah, I'll allow you to have that one. I will allow <laughs> <Yeah>. you. <laughs> but um, in regards to sort of like you know the creative industries, like, do you feel like there's any like challenges that you've like you know come across and like overcome within sort of musical theatre?
1: Yeah. Um. Yeah. I think. I think. There are, I think musical theatre along with, like we were saying, sort of um, the creative industries in general has recently, there's been a big sort of upheaval, you know, um, on Broadway, uh, as well as on the West End over lockdown, there are a lot of shifts in terms of what people in shows were willing to put up with what people in shows, you know, in terms of in terms of their relationship between being people who provide a skill and people who have a voice that's mm-hmm. kind of shifted and that's been changing. Um, but for a long time, I think, you know, uh, musical theater, especially longer running shows, there has, is, there's often a trend towards kind of like the show is the show. This is how it's structured. You come in, you, you sort of a jigsaw puzzle piece and you, you do what you're supposed to do and then you move on, which can be, um, you know, it can be quite creatively fulfilling initially, but I think it can also lead to kind of like burnout and it can, and you can feel a little bit like you're part of a larger machine. Yeah. Um, and I think that's yeah. something that can be quite difficult. You know, I'm really fortunate to have been in two shows that are very long running and to have two really long contracts. Um, mm-hmm. But I think mm-hmm. there's that element of you really have to work hard to find a way to make an existing role your own or to find a way to kind of carve out a niche for yourself that makes you feel like you're not replicating something that's gone before. Um, and I've kind of with Simba that what's been really nice about that is they, um, the creatives are quite sort of free with that. And I, I, I find kind of there is a structure, you know, the show is the show, but within that structure, you have freedom to kind of like move and find your own version of things. And I do think that my character is my characterization of Simba is very different from other versions that have gone before. Um, mm-hmm. But and then also I think another challenge which is really interesting is maybe the kind of weight of tradition um in the mind of performers as they come up, um, which is a weird mm-hmm. a, a kind of a weird thing to think about. But like So when I first met my agent, um, I was, I'd I'd just been training at um, the Royal Academy of Music. I was doing my master's in musical theatre and I went and met with him. And he was like, what kind of shows and what kind of roles do you see yourself um, in? And I was like, oh, well, I'd love to play Mm -hmm. Curtis in Dreamgirls. I'd love to play Smokey Robinson Mm -hmm. in Motown. Like I'd love to play, yeah, Mm -hmm. right. Like, and, you know, I'd love to play Simba. Um, I, you know, I was in, I'd been in Mm -hmm. for Hamilton. So I was like, I'd really like to be Hamilton at some point. And he stopped me and he was like, I just want to let you know, like, you don't just have to aspire to play black roles. And I'd like, hadn't even yes, thought consciously about okay, that. Yeah, you know, yeah, I hadn't it, thought about the fact it, that like, mm-hmm. and, and I was like, oh yeah, I suppose that was uh, what I was doing. You know, and he was like, you you could be a leading man. Like you could mm-hmm. play Fiero, you know, we've like really, fortunately Ryan, um, Ryan Reed has just gone on as the first black Fiero in West End history, which is um, mm-hmm. amazing after 15 years mm-hmm. of the show being on. Um, and not just first black, that but first amazing. leading non-white Fiero. Um, Yes. You know, and he was like, you know, you could be a Fiera, you could be you could be uh, a Marius or an Andras in Les Mis. Like, you know, all these characters that you kind of go... Oh. And again, um, Jordan Shaw, who is an ex-Simba, he was a Simba on the East Asia tour, is currently playing Andras in town in mm-hmm. Les Mis, which is like incredible, first black Andras. So like, you know, we are moving oh. into those sort of spaces now. Lucy mm-hmm. St. Louis, who is, um, she was um, Diana in Motown. She is now the first black... Um, Christine Daae in in Phantom and she's stunning, this amazing kind of operatic soprano voice that yeah. you know you wouldn't necessarily associate with black performers in the West End. You know, we so often mm-hmm. get boxed in. You've got a soulful voice or you've got a really nice kind of like bluesy voice. You know, you can do this, yeah. you can do that. But the voice is an instrument. The voice is a muscle and you can train it in all these different ways. You know, yeah. there are so many incredible classical black singers and there's a real great history of, you know, incredibly diverse genre within black voices within non-white voices and I think mm-hmm. we so often kind of condition ourselves to think okay well that seems safe that seems manageable that seems reachable so I'll go for that and we don't necessarily allow ourselves to dream outside of those boxes.
2: Do you know you're speaking facts wow. like even mm-hmm. when it comes to podcasting and stuff didn't, we named ourselves Black Scott Pod and stuff and then we were like
0: <laughs> um,
2: yeah. um, and then we realized like oh wait actually yeah we can do a lot more than than this sort of just, just you know be black sticking to, yeah <laughs> exactly basically. and it's really about reaching people out there and mm-hmm. um, that may have had a similar experience but really yeah. it's just kind of about like do you know what yeah there's like so much talent like in scotland and stuff so yeah. you need to you need to be looking here as well um and stuff again we can do just as uh, much stuff or as well as people that are in London. Um, and so, so we're like, yeah, so that, that totally rings a huge bell. And your agent is fantastic for, yeah. you know, hammering Saying in that, that. You don't yeah. always
0: have to just go I find for the that, like, black roles. Super, I find that super interesting because, like, personally, like when I grew up, like I always wanted to do like, you know, like sort of singing and whatnot. And I would have never thought that we'd be in an age where it's like people are telling you to not constrict yourself rather than like mm-hmm. opposite ways because it was always very much like you know you're a black this is a really great song for you and it's a black yeah. person singing it so for the fact that like you know like people can actually just go in and like it's totally just like be free and not put yourself in a box is really amazing to actually hear.
1: I mean don't get me wrong not everybody thinks that you know we're still we've got a long way to go but I, I think <laughs> it's moving it's, moving and it's just... changing and there are some people yeah. you know like my agent there are people who who are supporting that change and it's you know it's important it's it's the people in power who are you know majority white who are majority Mm -hmm. like white men and it's like those people in power there are those people whose voices are shifting whose voices are changing who who are broadening the horizons and in doing so are allowing sort of the the sort of traditions to change
2: so uh, maybe that links into like um a question about like how important allyship is in creative industries and What your experience has been? I guess, like, have you had any moments where, like, I don't know, yeah, have you had any moments where, like, you felt like you're actually like a true ally, like you're doing this because it's the right thing to do, not because you're doing it like for the optics or like whatever it is.
1: Um, as in for me me or for. (laughs) (laughs) No, no, I, I think I, I get you. I get you. It's, it's really interesting, isn't it? Because I think you hope that everybody comes into the industry for, for what we would like consider the right reasons, right? Like it's, it's traditionally quite kind of a left leaning industry. It's traditionally something about storytelling. It's about empathy. It's about showing people points of view that they may yeah. have understood before. Um, and I think, you know, on stage, a lot of the time you get that feeling of like we are doing something that feels really powerful and feels really like, like it's moving the needle and, and changing things. Um, but uh, then you can kind of, you know, sometimes you go, you'll go backstage and things might feel slightly different, or you go, you know, to a big, a big kind of meeting of people, and suddenly you're the only person of colour in the room again, or you're the only, you know, like woman in the room. Th- they're this, that, and the other, and there's these these feelings of like, okay, so maybe although on stage or although in certain spaces it feels very safe and secure and diverse, in other places it still feels less so, and in those spaces that's where you really kind of need people from the majority to be stepping up people from the majority you know who are in rooms that you may not be able to get into to feel yeah. you 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 know we need to be able to feel confident that they have our best interests at heart and that they are advocating for us right like um and yeah i think i think i mean a, a great example of it is my agent i think he's a you know a really good example of somebody who's who is like pushing the ladder down behind him you know and he's a he's a white guy but he absolutely right. believes in the importance of kind of expanding roles and the fact that I guess that it isn't a scarcity system you know that by taking by, by by opening things up for people it is actually making the world a more uh generous and a more interesting place rather than going like oh well, it used to be that we would have these roles and now if you invite more people in then then suddenly we can't get these roles you know because then it allows. Yeah. men who have traditionally been seen only as like leading men to go and be like funny or allows women who have not necessarily been seen as yeah. as you know uh, leading ladies to be able mm-hmm. to go in and be a romantic interests or to, to lead the story themselves and so
0: mm-hmm.
1: um yeah my agent is one of those um there's the guy who's the current head of um of the musical theater um the musical theater program at the royal academy of music a man called dan bowling who is an incredibly powerful ally he actually um used to work with Disney with The Lion King. He was the musical director of The Lion King. And he um, went Mm. to Disney when he moved across to work in teaching and sorted a deal with them whereby they created a scholarship for people of colour to go to the Royal Academy of Music to train and to to develop their abilities so that they could work within both Disney shows and other shows. And you had um, Paige Petty on the show previously, didn't you, from Dreamgirls? um yeah and she was a disney scholar so she like got her scholarship and went to the royal academy of music because of the work of dan bowling you know because of the work of people who are oh. aware of the need for access and the fact that you know by and large we mm. as people of color aren't necessarily um culturally structured in the same way to see spaces like the Royal Academy of Music or, you know, RADA or places like that as somewhere that's yeah. going to be enticing to us or safe for us even. So it's super important to have these schemes and to have people who are willing to kind of go, this is a place for you. And we're willing to put our money where our mouth is and not just say, oh, you should come an audition, but be like, uh-huh. if you come, we will make it financially viable. We will make it safer for you. We'll, you know, mm-hmm. we'll have those conversations. And I think that's when you kind of know, mm-hmm. you know, allyship, especially from position of power comes not just from words, but like from very markable action.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, you're right, absolutely. And also you're right about. The it, the conversations have got to take place when the black people are not in the room. Like, there's no point, because, you know, you're just speaking to me. Yeah. yeah. Whereas, you know, like, it has to happen where, you know, people are checking each other on their prejudices, assumptions, or just, like, yeah, somebody there has to be able to advocate for black people without the black person being there in
0: the room, exactly. True. Exactly.
2: Yeah. Okay, um, I think we're probably ready to wrap up the pod.
0: Yeah.
2: Um, so do you have anything that is coming up in the future you'd love to call attention to? Um, so this episode will go out on the 30th. Lovely. So <laughs>
1: that
2: cuts it a yeah, little bit
0: close.
2: the 30th. <laughs> yeah, the 30th, that cuts it a little bit close. Um, yes, is there anything that you'd like to get the people on to?
1: Um, Well, we will be in Edinburgh for three more days. So, uh, I mean, if you haven't seen The Lion King already, please get yourselves down and come and watch it. Obviously, amazing show. Um, And it's so lovely to have these full houses. It's been incredible. I think The Playhouse is the largest touring theatre in Europe. It's like it's absolutely massive. And I, the first time I kind of ran out on stage, it was like being, it felt like we were playing in arena, you know, it felt like you were doing like a massive, like a massive tour and like the response has been so cool. So it was like, it's really nice to have the audiences there and to have people back. Um, so come and see the Lion King. Um, and after that, we're moving to Cardiff, we're going to Southampton, and then we're going to Manchester. Um, shameless plug, obviously, um, but, uh, that's probably the, the main thing, guys. I'm, I'm, I'm doing the liking or I'm sleeping. Those are my. Those, the, that's what I do, really. By <laughs> <laughs> it's
2: I podcasting it. or sleeping, literally. Well literally. Yourself,
1: literally. And, and then maybe and, also I can do um, my sorry. podcast uh-huh. as well if I can be very cheeky about it. Um, oh please, God,
0: do so. yes. Yes. Um, please do so. Yes, please do so.
1: So I have a podcast called Generation Vex. Um, which is with me and then um a woman called sharon rose another woman called vanessa fisher who are both also musical theater performers but we don't really talk musical theater it's about books um so we interview and review books by british writers of color um and that's like that's really good fun so i feel like your listeners may also like that kind of thing um so yeah please check it out it's generation vex and we're all over spotify and all of that stuff
2: you're absolutely is, right, it? actually, yeah. because that, that was one of the questions. Because yes. um, <laughs> we're going to move on to the, the AV Club segment. So it's just yeah. really about like what you've been watching, reading, what you want yeah, to pack on to people's
1: uh-huh. um, I I have been what okay this is after just saying that very highbrow statement about like yeah we you know we like to uplift voices of british writers of color yes i've been watching love island all right yeah. i'm i'm trash i'm a trash person <laughs> yes! Um, <laughs> yes, oh,
0: yes can you uh, please just have like one quick word of Susie because i have been trying oh,
1: so hard just
0: that by the time that, it's like, the best there's too many episodes no,
1: it's no, not no. the best Ugh. no 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 what you're you, you're <laughs> framing it all wrong there's not too many episodes there's so many episodes <laughs> that's what's so great about about it there's oh, yeah, always yeah. more there's always yeah. more oh it's, it's incredible <laughs> Shirley, I'm glad I'm, I'm glad that at least 50% of the pod doesn't hate me for it you uh, know
0: like you know no I'm here it's I'm representing like calmly but great. who are your two favorite islanders really quickly
1: oh um are you up to date
0: yes fully
1: okay good good um I love Dami because I feel like he's just like an unproblematic king you know he's just having a great time I mean Dami India for like they're just cute couples that's like that's what I'm looking for but I also Mm -hmm. I love Jay because I love like I love the like Patrick Bateman vibes he's giving like he's so psychopathic and so like (laughs) structured And and like it's incredible to watch like I just love someone who's gone in and he's like He's he clearly understands the system of the show. The he's like, yeah, I can just game it. I can get, and like, I know he's but he's not know subtle it. about no, it he at all. He'll like, he fully <laughs> just tells people, he's like, so this is my plan. He's a financial analyst and he's like, he clearly can oh, see. You can see <laughs> wait, like the makeup okay, code. Wait, 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 wait. Jay is right. the one
0: from wait. Muscle bro Like <laughs> yeah. literally, Jay. So he's from, from the, town the same we were- town that we're from, which is fucking so oh, wild, incredible. We were literally like, what the like? It's such a small town. Like, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I leave my house and I see everybody I went to high school with. That's yeah. how small this town is. So when they were like Jay, we were like, huh.
1: Do you, do you know him?
0: I've not seen this man, or maybe I have. No, we don't. Oh, we we're like, figure we're, it like, out. like, what crevice is a muscle Have you been hiding? Yeah, because I need to find out now. <laughs> and I he's a big know, guy like, as well. We He'd be hard to miss. Good.
1: Like He's like, you know. Can he miss yeah. him? Yeah. Can,
2: can I he must he have gone you? to a school in Edinburgh, like in think, town, yeah. because we.
0: <laughs> he's not a muscle grandma, I'll tell you that. <laughs> He is definitely not from our high school because that's a that's oh, a wild God. place. I wouldn't that, remember. That's a jungle. That's oh, that that like he's my age?
2: age. Like is he? Yeah,
1: yeah. He's like twenty eight or something.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah 28. Yeah, yeah. I would have. I would have known him if he went to my school. It no, comes. but he's a he's a calculated man. Like the last couple of episodes, oh, have been funny.
1: Yeah, like
0: mm. television has been at its prime because of that.
1: It's glorious. Do it, you know what yeah. it is? It's for me. I'm not a football <laughs> fan. It's like my. It's like my World Cup every year, right? Like it's. It's just on. <laughs> you talk to everybody about it. Like uh, my mum loves it, and she's like, she's. She was like, I'm. I my would mum wouldn't. You wouldn't think she would be a Love Island fan, but she texts me little updates every day, and she's like, I hate. you I can't believe she's doing this. And I'm like, mum, this is great. Like, it really brings out. <laughs>
2: media
1: fan.
0: No, <laughs> no, is a paid actress in that show. <laughs> don't care what She's says.
1: a producer. She's just been putting in mic, like she's one of them. Yeah,
0: literally. Like the, the scene last night, Susie. I'll give you a wee bit of a glimpse. Right. So Jay okay. and Ekinsoo like are currently in a couple, and they're like a thing. And then Jay suddenly decides, you know what? I'm gonna get to know Paige, who is another girl. But Paige is already coupled up and in love, basically. Okay. So like, what he does is he pulls Ekinsoo to the side, like I'm gonna talk to her. And Ekinsoo is like, okay. And then he pulls up the person, Jay's um no, 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 sorry, Paige's coupled up person to be like, yeah, I want to talk to the girl you're coupled up with. Mm-hmm. So Ekansu takes herself to the bedroom. I don't know what she'd done. Give herself like yeah. a pep talk. She was there like, <laughs> <laughs> like pumping iron. Out of nowhere, Ekansu comes back out. She's like, do you know what? Do you know what? Yeah.
1: She was... <laughs> Oh wow! Like
0: she was going in, she was like, "You made me look like a mug." So about like, five minutes ago, you is there on, like a time? summary of
2: each episode that I can watch? Like you just so, have to. You
1: have to watch it. Also, it looked Twitter. like you were talking Zulu then, and Susie was just politely nodding. Like, yeah, yeah, I, I understand. <laughs> mhm, mhm, yeah, uh, mhm, yeah. <laughs> literally <laughs> another language.
0: On <laughs> the time, when I talk it, about the yeah? she's literally like, "Yeah,
1: yeah." no okay no yeah so All if you're the better time. Than us, that is fine like, i will acknowledge it but you know come no you on no on the dark no really no, no.
2: if you literally saw the the kind of tv shows i watch you'd be like yay <laughs> <No>. <laughs>
1: to be honest with you <laughs> Wait, what are you what are you recommending for av club
2: Ooh. okay i am recommending first kill it's on netflix it oh, is yeah. a vampire tv show yes Finally, we get our first gay vampire and it is fantastic. Oh my God, it's just great. Um, Yeah, so it's about these two girls. One is a hunter, there's a vampire and, you know, worlds collide. It's giving um, the Vampire Diaries uh, a little bit of true blood. But um, no, without spoiling it, it's just really good. If you've seen it on Netflix, genuinely watch it. Like it's actually really good.
1: Yeah, I, uh, I saw it's the trailer for that a while ago and I really, really want to watch it. The the also the mum of the vampire hunter is an ex Hamilton alumni as well from America. So I have to shout her out as like no the I I performers saw. making no their way across way. Yeah. yeah.
2: We love I love it. that so much. Oh gosh, her smile is just like something else. I'm like, She's wow. It, yeah. Wow. <laughs> like, people really are born like this, Mike. <laughs>
1: Um, also, can I, can About I,
0: this I do, thing of like, yeah.
1: Oh no, I was going to say, if you're vampire fans, this is That's a really, <laughs> really niche thing that I, I've, <laughs> I've stumbled across and I absolutely love, but it's a, um, it's a mailing list you can subscribe to, which is, um, it's called okay. Dracula daily. Uh, <laughs> it's got, it's got Dracula daily. Uh, and like, okay. so Dracula is like out of copyright now, the book. Right. But it's, it's written as a series okay. of like, es- like, of like diary entries and letters and all this, but they're all dated. And so somebody's like automated this thing so that whenever that like on the date that the piece that like the chapter comes out, it emails it to your inbox. So like some days you'll get like you get like one every day for like a few weeks and then nothing happens in the story for like a month. And then suddenly you get another one. And it's like they're all quite short, but it's like it's really satisfying to that. You get it and you're like, oh, I read a little bit of Dracula this morning. Um, And it's obviously, but it's like such a funny way of like modernizing a classic.
2: Yeah. yeah, it's uh, reminding me a little bit of my fan fiction days.
1: <laughs> yeah, it does feel a little life fan
2: journal, <laughs> <laughs> like literally life oh, journal. So like bad. waiting on the next chapter. Like when? Yeah.
0: <laughs> when are you bringing it out? When? I mean, actually, they,
2: what, what are you? What those are you, were the yeah. days.
0: Um, I am rewatching. You know, I can and guess what it is? It's an anime. Hey, <sighs> I don't do anything else with my life aside from <laughs> watch anime. It's really quite sad. What else but, is there to do? Um, I am nothing. <laughs> like, what is air? Anime. So um, I'm rewatching Fairy Fairytale at the moment. And, um, yeah, I don't know how old it is. God knows. I think it came out in wow. 2007 or something yeah. like that. Um, last time I watched it, I only got to season two. So I'm going to like restart it from the beginning and uh, watch it all the way again. It's on Funimation, guys, if you want to catch it. it's um, To be fair, it's really good. It is, isn't it? But like, I I used to watch it like in the mornings, like before work. So I don't really know how much of it I really remember because you're not mm. really watching; you're just getting ready, and it's in the background. Yeah, but um,
1: yeah, that can me I ask you: Are you sub or dub then? If you're getting, if you're watching it while you're getting ready for work. <laughs>
0: Oh, okay, so I have been like I've been living my life for the past God knows how many years as a dubbed person and I'd be like, Mm -hmm. nah, I don't care if y'all wanna call me fake. I don't care. (laughs) Because it's just easy. It's just easy. But recently I started watching my Hero Academia um, and subbed. And I was like, what have I been doing? Like what have I actually been doing? Like you get so much more of everything. Like you actually get everything. Cause you mm-hmm. the with the with the with the dubbed versions, it's very much it's exaggerated, but it's not as funny as it's meant to be. Mm-hmm. But yeah, no, subbed all the way now, guys. I'm sorry, I'm subbed all the way. Good. I'm a changed person. Welcome. I welcome. promise you, like it gets easier. Thank you. Like it gets
2: easier. You have like a phrase. True.
0: <laughs> Very <laughs> much. True. I think that was also another thing. It's just like I'm a lazy, I'm a lazy person, so I was like subtitles <laughs> for who, for oh, what actually, reason? Actually,
2: <laughs> actually, um, as a well, with um, first kill. I'm going to recommend like I'm going to go back and recommend um, the Wheel of Time books. So I'm on book oh, yeah. three. Yeah, uh, oh, it's so good. You should definitely hear it on audiobook. It is fantastic. Is
0: it not her face reading it?
2: Uh, the first one is Rosamund Pike. Okay, okay. I a fantastic. minute because I
1: I listened to another episode of you guys and you oh, were no. still recommending this. <laughs> <laughs> it's just so
2: bad. she has. She's so yeah. good, so good. I just I can't get over it. I'm just kind of like Game of Thrones.
0: <laughs> <laughs> no, don't do that. Don't do that to Game of Thrones. Don't do that. Don't do that to Game well, of Thrones. Uh, because you know sorry. it got us through. It got us through some very sticky times. Okay, it did. It, it helped really us did. strong. Held if you're
2: looking for that sense of wonder travel do you enjoy books where people just walk for endless endless <laughs> endless chapters they're just trying to get to <laughs> one destination well you should definitely read *Wheel of well. time but it's good loads of there's <laughs> like loads of character development in that walking
1: good yeah yes.
2: <laughs> it was really good yeah but yes anyway i
0: feel like that's us um, um, way do you I've have any parting words you would like to leave us with? Um,
1: no, not really. Just that it's really nice to be interviewed by people of colour, you know? It's nice to have, like, a fun chat. It's nice to sort of – I don't know. This is this is lovely. It's a very different type of – yeah, it's a very different type of experience. You know, it feels very inclusive. It feels very joyful. Like, it's – isn't it nice? Just more of this is what I'd say.
0: We love it. We love Yay! it. so much. Yeah. <laughs> those are my favorite part (laughs) awards yeah those are are my favorite as well evidently
2: yeah um where can the people catch you on social media and stuff
1: uh i am at stevenson underscore ltd on uh insta and twitter and on both of those at stevenson is taken by an inactive user and honestly my blood boils because I just want it so bad. I really, really want it. And they're just, they're just, it's, it's so frustrating. Oh, <laughs> and I, I constantly, you I'm, like, I'm, like, I'm like, yeah, that's it. And then I'll sell it It's fine. I get it. It's smart. So I do the same. Yeah, but, uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, please come and. Post them come now and. while
2: the price is low. <laughs> yeah. Is listen, it? Well, I'll do you a for your like, handle.
1: Hand like, no response. It's very, it's very, it's like, it's really bleak. And I should just give up. Oh my imagine
0: God. Imagine. That is annoying. That is irritating right. I'm
2: pretty sure No, NSM line I don't know But I'm pretty sure Like Twitter, Instagram If you verify your account They might mm-hmm. If you're like just, It's inactive just... And it truly is They might They might They yeah, might right. They hey might. I'm gonna, I to work
1: on that verification I feel like I'm a way away from it Yeah, yeah. But we never know
2: right. Yeah No, you're, prob- you're probably there already No, you're actually like, Yeah. No, yeah You're there already Because like This is We always try to debate Like, oh, should we do it? No, 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 yeah, yeah. That blue yeah. tick though is um, is is cute. It's it's really good, but at the same time, like I message my friends a lot of nonsense, and <laughs> the thought no. of them like no. screenshotting that blue tick message. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> like, i don't know not. how comfortable i feel with like a blue tick between, like after thick was crying like i'm not sure that's how i no. want to go out in life i think that's yeah. i think it's yeah. you know
1: you're a person you contain multitudes <laughs> that's what it is you know you can be mu- you yeah. can be more than one yeah. thing
2: it's very true i am okay, an i'll do mine mine weeks. is so easy um so mine is at uh, suzy Mwanza because like <laughs> since the age of 13 i was i'm taking my name
1: <laughs> it's mine you, ne- you never had a uh you never um, had like a uh, cool cool girl 22 or something like that oh wow you're 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 business (laughs) no i did i did
0: um
2: but i have obviously like a finster and like all that stuff and um yes (laughs) (laughs) not sharing that one (laughs) yeah but everything else has always uh, i've always like had my name because i'm boring no, mm-hmm. yeah. no, smart. And Shirley, what's
0: yours? Because your my handles are underscore Shirley McPherson underscore and Instagram, mm-hmm. and we are at Thickmas Prime <laughs> on both Twitter and um t- <coughs> not Tumblr. You uh, what's that crack. about TikTok? <laughs> this happens every time. It's like I don't know the app that I use every single, every day, single day, more mm-hmm. than any other app in the world. Literally. Yeah. Oh no, yeah. TikTok is a dangerous place, guys. Let's not even go there.
1: No, let's let's. TikTok makes out. me feel really. is old, a though. TikTok like, demon. I can't, I can't do it. Really? It's, 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 yeah. I'm, no, I the, promise
2: no. you, it's good.
1: No, I, I agree. I love a TikTok, <laughs> but I, I don't know if you guys seen that meme where it's like I don't I don't watch TikToks on TikTok. I watch them two weeks later on Instagram, like a grown up. Like that's me. I like wait for no. them to come. Oh up my god! god like, no oh, way! No. No. <laughs> no, no, like, no, no, no,
0: no! Go no. on TikTok, you'll get the
2: movie earlier. I refuse. It'll be curated.
1: <laughs> yeah, I know, I know. Listen, giving the algorithm more of my data, that's the thing. I'm just like, I can't, I yeah. can't do it.
0: Yeah, yeah. I can't, no, the it's algorithm really, is scary. Really. Like, you know sometimes when you open up TikTok, yeah, and you've just been feeling some type of way, and like a certain type of TikTok comes up and you're like, how did
1: you <laughs> Yeah, that is. How
0: did you know?
1: This, you this, are is, or you this is an up, entirely unconfirmed you fact that, I, um, uh-huh. I, that a friend of mine said that apparently they use your this is this is very specific but if you have a if you're a woman and you have a period tracker app then some of those sell your ah, like, yeah, your do. data and then so you're like you'll get different things predicted like depending on where you are in your cycle which is like that's dystopian isn't it like that mm-hmm. is so crazy yeah um,
2: that's disturbing no i'm yeah. i'm absolutely sure it's happened it like mm-hmm. there's a lot of content and like adverts that i'll get like on tv as well like on youtube and i'm like yeah.
0: how, do I'm so how, <laughs> how do you know? <laughs>
2: Like, you know what, like Tesco Club Card and all of those kinds of things, like, absolutely, they have been tracking your life. Oh, they yeah, don't no, yeah. When you've gone through life events based off of your shopping habits and that's sort of sad, sad thing. shop, yeah. That one is a proper fact, yeah. They're like, <laughs> you should buy loads of chocolate. No, actually, oh, I know. It's, it's actually
0: true. Yeah. Have you Hold purchased up. your monthly um, cake yet, Shirley? No, not yet. <laughs> <laughs> it's time, though. It's time. It's time.
2: <laughs> that's us see but yes uh, I feel like we have had you for
0: yeah than we. The winter. Guys, this is
1: great I can chat all day oh, yes. I do have to do a show but uh, you know before oh, well.
0: that, see that's the problem like <laughs> that is the problem yeah. well hit us up we're <laughs> always around <laughs> okay, <laughs> give me call. but thank you so much for coming on it's honestly been such a pleasure
1: no worries yeah it was lovely okay cool bye Have you tried finding tickets for any live event lately? It's impossible to keep up and prices are crazy. That's why you have to check out Gold Star. Gold Star makes it easy to discover the best in live entertainment in your city with instant access to awesome events and special ticket deals, concerts, live theater, comedy, dance, food fests, immersive experiences, you name it.